yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to the 100th episode of Marketing Off The Mat. Oh my goodness, we made it to 100 episodes. I had no idea when I started this podcast that it was going to be so incredible and to support me in supporting you in so many ways. I look forward to these conversations. I look forward to sharing with you, to meeting you, to hearing from you in the DMs, to reading your reviews. It has been such an honor and a pleasure to connect with you in this way. I hope that this continues to support you and I cannot wait to see what we continue to create together because this definitely is a co-creation. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and for continuing to teach and fill yourself up so you can continue to teach for a really, really long time. Thank you so much. So today, in honor of the 100th episode, we have a special little compilation to share with you. I'm sharing from a few of our top episodes, some of my favorites, some of the fan favorites as well, and some that I feel like have very actionable support um, that you can listen in in this short condensed episode to celebrate today and get something from it. Maybe re-listen to an episode that you've heard before or perhaps learn about an episode that you didn't know about and get some wisdom from the guest today. So uh, definitely hang in towards the end of the episode because I am going to talk a little bit about how we're celebrating the 100th episode. And you'll definitely want to head over to my Instagram today at jessicacross.co because I'll be sharing a little more detail over there on how to celebrate, how to get a little something for you, and how to share marketing off of the mat with your teacher friends, um, with your friends that are in the industry who can use a little bolster of support And uh, so without further ado, we're going to share our first clip uh, from an episode with my friend, Nicole D'Andrea, and we talk about in this episode on how to build a profitable yoga studio. And Nicole is incredible. She shares, you know, from her wisdom as a yoga studio owner, as well as a yoga business consultant. And we just jam in this episode. It's super fun. So here's just a quick little clip and let's take a listen to that now. I I read a statistic recently that the pandemic technologically pushed us forward 10 years Mm -hmm. as far as like how, how we, how we do business. And and that goes to the yoga industry as well. So, you know what, I don't know about you and you were probably so buried in your, like helping your clients and in your, and your studio, but I took classes from literally everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like it opened everything up. And so that's that, as you were saying, it is fierce and that's, that is not going to help your quote unquote unbranded yoga class. Not at all. At N- all. Yeah, not at all. And, you know, I had a few people come to me and say, this is so exciting. I'm going to attract clients from all over the world. I'm like, cool. 
not with general yoga for everybody. I always like cringe when I see that on a website, yoga for everybody. It's <laughs> yoga for nobody. It's yoga for nobody. That's right. <laughs> I still get some pushback when I talk to people about this, but I, I so believe in it. That's true. And I think all of those, those marketing messages come from a good place. It's like, we want people to feel, we want everybody to feel welcome in our studio. But when we're marketing to everybody, as we were saying, we don't market to anybody really. It's right. Yoga is for everybody, but your yoga studio is not for everybody. And that's the distinction. Thank you so much, Nicole. That was incredible wisdom. I'm just so thrilled that we met on the interwebs and that you got to be on the show to share all of your incredible tips in building a yoga business. It's so practical and you're just incredible. So definitely go check out her episode. She is on episode number 76, how to build a profitable yoga studio with Nicole DeAndrea. And for our next clip, you are in for a little treat. So if you've been on the ride with me since early 2021, this podcast was named something different when I began. And I love that story because I didn't let not having the perfect name stop me from starting this podcast. I picked something, I went with it, and it used to be called Third Eye on the Prize. I don't know that really told the story of this podcast. And so that's why it changed to marketing off the mat in late 2021. But before we changed the name, I had my incredible friend Maureen Sijic on and we talked about how failure is not fatal. And I want to share a little bit of her wisdom. Maureen is incredible. She's a life coach. And I met her also crazily on the interwebs through an entrepreneurial course. And we stayed in touch ever since. And she always brings such a grounded approach to her teaching and how she supports her clients. And I know that as building businesses, we spend a lot of time failing and we have to remember that it's not fatal. And Maureen helps us remember with some of this clip today from her episode. She's over on episode number 35, Failure is Not Fatal with Maureen Sijic. I learned so much about your experience and everything that just brought you to this moment and how you have been prepared for this coaching work that you're doing now and all this life experience that you needed to be a part of your repertoire, basically, so you could serve your clients. And that's mm-hmm. so powerful. And, you know, not only the actual nuts and bolts skills of marketing, but the multiple businesses that you've owned and, and been partner in and taking those through a pandemic <laughs> and coming out the other side with so much more knowledge and clarity and, um, you know, things are still tough. I can imagine but, you know, you're, you're getting through, you're traversing this incredibly tough path and, and coming out on the other side with so much more and in, in order to, to give to, to your, your people, which is incredible. And I think, you know, you're not able to do that as a human being, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, if you haven't failed, right? Failure is not fatal. It's not fatal. Um, is it painful? Hell Yes. Is it going to really make you take a good, hard look at your values, needs, and wants? Absolutely. Um, but it's not fatal. It's not fatal. And when you, when you understand that, because I'm not a risk taker by nature. I really, I'm not. 
Um, I'm chronically early for everything. I don't want to be late, like all, all of those things. Right. So the idea that a, I took the risk on the initial restaurant and, and it did end up in a place that of course we didn't want it to. Um, and we did have to go through that pain. Uh, but then looking where we ended up now in the face of a pandemic, we would have just, right, that failure just would have been delayed by five years and it wouldn't have been on our own terms. So it really, and sometimes it can, it can take, it could take a good amount of time before that hindsight really comes into a good 2020 focus. But I mean, it, it is there when you can get out of your own way, when you can get out of your own way to see that. Thanks, Maureen, for being on the show. I'm just so glad that we got to spend that time. And I love that episode so much. It still supports me. And I know that it's still supporting the listeners. So thank you again for your time. Again, that was number episode number 35, Failure is Not Fatal with Life Coach Maureen Sajik. Thank you again. And coming up next, I have an episode for me, a solo episode, all about boundaries. Now, as business owners, as women business owners, as yoga teachers, we are often reminded of our own boundaries, how we may not be respecting them and what happens when other people cross them and we don't give them a heads up about it. So this episode number 68 is leaky boundaries are costing you money. And I would love for you to take a quick listen to this short clip from episode number 68 with me. Leaky boundaries are costing you money. Boundaries are basically like showing someone where the door is. It's really the kindest thing that we can do for ourselves and our businesses. So with that background, you might not be all that surprised what it looks like to not have boundaries in our businesses or not enforce them. So if you're, if you don't have, or you're not enforcing boundaries in your business, it can look like your energy is suffering. You feel resentment or frustration towards those who are breaking your boundaries and maybe they don't even know those boundaries exist, by the way, if you've not shown them where that door is. Maybe you're feeling like you're not serving as well you, as you could. It can even affect your sleep, your health, and even other parts of your life can feel this impact from you not having or enforcing boundaries. So let's get down to it. How does not having or enforcing boundaries in our businesses actually cost us money. Okay. So when your energy is lacking from, from these leaky boundaries or these leaky guardrails that we have, we don't show up and serve in the full way that we, as we could, that we're capable of. So we start to cut corners maybe, or maybe we start running late or we forget appointments or clients. Uh, we start to miss things that normally under normal circumstances are no brainers for us. These little things, these little missed commitments, little missed details that we're typically bringing into our client settings might start to be felt and it could add up into our clients not rebooking with us. This can also, this leaky boundary can also seep into our marketing and it might put the brakes on our marketing altogether. You know, when you're feeling drained and you start to look at things that you have on your list, and you're like, okay, what's the absolute minimum that I can get by with today, marketing might be kind of low on the list. So the bad thing about that is, is when we're not marketing, we're not sharing our message. We're not serving the people that are in our sphere and we're not creating clients for down the road. You might end up saying things 
saying yes to things that you no might normally not when you're not respecting your boundaries because you want to be a people pleaser, because you feel like you should say yes, you feel obligated in some way. So when you show up to that thing that you, you said yes to that you really didn't want to, you might not shine as brightly or do quote unquote, as good a job as you normally would. And that could be felt for future opportunities or, you know, in the clients that you meet, the students that you teach, who knows what the ripple effects could be from that. Okay. So definitely head back and listen to episode 68, Leaky Boundaries Are Costing You Money for the rest of those gems. And I say it in this episode and I'll say it here too. This is something that I'm always working with and it's always a good reminder. So if you're dealing with uh, or working through some boundary issues, this is a really great episode, short and sweet. I hope that it supported you today. And that brings us to our next episode, quick clip from Retreats and Pandemic Times with Aaron Weimer. This is such a good episode as we listen to someone who helps individuals build their retreat business. And if you're not sure where to start with retreats, especially in the times that we live in, this is a really, really great episode to dive into. So let's take it up a quick clip and listen of episode number 58, Retreats in Pandemic Times with Aaron Weimer. What would it be a few tips that you have for us, Aaron, in kind of getting started in retreat planning? I would first figure out uh, if you want to do an international retreat or a local retreat. Um, uh, my husband and I were just on a walk and we were talking about how local retreats, while they're more accessible, um, there's really not a lot of money to be made in a local retreat, which not everyone is looking to make money from their retreats. I mm -hmm. am. Um, and I know a lot of people are, um, but if you do a local retreat, you got to think it's already like two or $300 a night. So a three day weekend is like $900 right now, right there. So, um, if you were to add on extra, uh, for your, for your fee to make money off of, you know, you're paying almost as much as you would for an international retreat. Mm -hmm. So I would figure out what, what you want to do. Obviously a local retreat is, um, people feel more comfortable being closer to home. Um, and it, it might just feel safer in general if, if they don't feel like they have a lot of support, but I'd say figure out local or international also, what kind of theme do you want for your retreat? Like, what's the vibe? What's the intention for the week? What are you going to be talking about for the week? Because um, that's going to really guide the week energetically and um, shape and mold everyone's experience. Um, and another thing I would keep in mind, which a lot of people don't think about, is considering gift bags for mm -hmm your participants when you get there it's a really nice touch to um give people a bag of goodies uh when they get there so it might be something like so for our last retreat in Costa Rica we did um we got some doTERRA oils that we made with someone mm -hmm. um we had those in there we had we got when we went to Costa Rica we got some Palo Santo that was local we got some local hot sauce um and what else? Something else. Oh, we had malas made by my husband's dad, who's a jeweler. So, um, and everyone was like, this is so nice to just like walk in and you get gifts. So that's something that can be a really nice touch as well. 
Thanks, Erin. That was such an incredible episode. I'm glad we get to talk about retreats. It's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. So go check out the rest of her episode and learn more about retreat planning, how she can help you, and specifically making retreat plans in pandemic times. So it's such a great thing to keep in mind. And we have so many incredible humans that have lent their time to this podcast. And I would love for you to listen to this next clip from my friend, Rachel Scott. This is episode 82, how to create courses and how to make it easy. Course creation made easy with Rachel Scott. Such a good episode. Lots of actionable tips that you can take a listen to and get started right away. So without further ado, let's listen to this clip. So many people around the world who live out in the, you know, in the rural areas or don't have access to studios. If we do this well, like they have access to really great training now that they can do online. And now that's much more kind of in our environment. So, so yay, but we do, we want to do it well, right. And not just kind of half acid or, you know, let it be messy. So there's a way to do it, as I kind of say with integrity or do it skillfully, um, you know, that just can make a big difference in how people are able to take in that information. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, I'm sure too. And I, I don't know, maybe, you know, this stat, I don't know what it is, but I know a lot of people, love to purchase courses and they dive in and they think they're like, oh, this is going to be so great. And then once they kind of see how it's outlined, they either can't keep up or, you know, it's not easily digested and it, they just kind of quit. And I think as teachers, of course, we see courses as a way to supplement our income. But the end of the day, we want people to have this knowledge so it can transform their life in some sort of way. So it's not transforming if they're not finishing it. <laughs> You're so right. This is so huge. Like the big, um, massive open online courses, you know, like Cornell or whatever they run, you have hundreds of thousands of people signing up for them. I think, I think the stat, at least when I was in school was like 5% finish. Yeah. Because, because the courses aren't, the courses are designed for you to be in school and you have to take it. But if it's voluntary, and this is the thing that we don't always think about with our students is that when they're an online student, they have like babies clinging to them, like trying to make breakfast, trying to run a job. It's late at night when they're studying. So the way that we approach that delivery of content, and I love what you said, Jessica, about digestible, that is so important because students, we need to maintain their motivation. And there are skillful ways that we can do that. And creating a course that you throw out there that just runs on its own and you never show up in it, that is not the way. So we have this myth about online courses being, um, we're like, oh, I'll just create this and then I'll just get some money. And I mean, I started out that way. I was like, this is great. I'll just put my brain in a vat, throw it out there. And then people will just take it. It'll be great. And I won't have to do anything. And that's actually, I've discovered actually more after school that that is completely not the way that I want to run my courses. And it's not the way that students respond to courses. So so myth number one, everybody out there, if you're creating an online course, you're going to have to show up for it. It's like, you know, my master's was all, I was actually all online and, but my faculty were just as busy as they would have been for a regular course. Cause there's discussion boards, there's assignments, they're showing up, they're participating, they're present. And so an online course is a, is another tool. And yes, you don't have to recreate the wheel. You can save a vast amount of time and effort by doing something pre-recorded, but we still need you there. We still need our faculty to show up and be present with us. 
Thanks, Rachel, for being on the show. I so enjoyed that. It was great getting to re-listen to that episode. I have learned so much from you and I'm so grateful. And I know that everybody's listening did as well. So definitely go check out the rest of that episode to make your course creation process so much easier with Rachel. And that wraps up our episode. I'm just so grateful for you being here for a hundred episodes. And because we, of course, have to celebrate making it to 100 episodes here on Marketing Off the Bat. I'm doing a little giveaway over on my Instagram. Uh, really simple. I am giving every person who takes the time to write a short review over on Apple Podcast a $10 Starbucks gift card. So basically I'm buying your coffee today and this will run up until next week. So this will run for a full week. If you're wanting to get in on the giveaway, definitely go check it out. Um, check out my Instagram. It's at jessicacross.co for all the details. And so check out my podcast on Apple Podcast. Go over there, write a review sometime between now and November the 15th. Send me a screenshot over in my DMs, or you can send me an email, whatever is easier for you. And I will email you back a Starbucks gift card. It's that simple. So there's nothing to sign up for. There is nothing to put your money into or spend on in order to participate in this. And this is open to uh, any location that has a Starbucks. So if you're listening outside of the U.S. and you're hearing this and it's before November the 15th in uh, 2022, you're more than welcome to participate. Otherwise, if this is finding you after the fact, and if you're just here for the episode 100 Vibes, I'm so glad that you are. Thanks again for supporting the show, supporting yourself and supporting students and those humans out in the world that need more yoga and more healing vibes. And because you're supporting yourself with this podcast and all of these incredible guests that we've had on here and their services, you will be able to continue to show up in a full and clear, true supported way. So I'm just so grateful for you. And we have so much exciting stuff planned for the next 100 episodes. So I hope you'll stay tuned. Thanks again. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Keep showing up. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.